Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, and welcome back to another episode 50. What? Why do you jump straight in? You're meant to ease it in. You're meant to, you're meant to you know... 50, Let the water flow before you say anything. 57 or 50, hey, 58. Hey, hey, by the way, I got a really interesting fact for you guys. Go on then. Do you know why, do you know why Esso is called Esso, the, the petrol station? No. Well, basically, back in the day, they used to write, so some guy owned something called Standard Oil, and yeah. he told his little minion to write Esso for Standard Oil yeah. on the barrel, and he went away and wrote E-S-S-O, thinking that's how you spell yeah. Esso. That is a good fact. Yeah. yeah. You want another one? Yeah. yeah sure, okay. Well, sure. I got loads. Uh, do you know why um, why up to scratch is called up to scratch? Well, uh, why something to do with golf? Nah, you're wrong. I said to someone else, I want to go and paint a sign, and it has to be up to scratch. Nah, yeah. you're way off. You not, are not, not we, the same guy. You, invented all these <laughs> phrases himself by mistake. <laughs> you are way off. Oh. So basically, <laughs> what the guy did is when you used to box back in the day, you used to draw a line on the ground, and the line was called scratch. And you used to box with your feet on the gra- on the line. And if you got knocked over, mm. you would then be the way to start fighting again would be you have to get back up to scratch. Ah, okay. Uh-huh. You want another one? <laughs> <laughs> you want another one? Is this the show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You want another one? Yeah, you, it's called. <laughs> our, our podcast is called You Want Another One? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go on then. Okay, okay. give us another one. one. Okay, I'll give you one more because it's a really good one. Do you know why um, uh, James Bond has a martini shaken, not stirred? No. Okay, so basically, a stirred. And to our listeners, don't write in saying this is wrong because you're ruining a good story. So just leave it. <laughs> so, Are any of these right? Yeah, they're all right. Every okay. single one of them. Um, they have a martini shaken, not stirred, because when you have a stirred martini, the ice and the water and all the alcohol within it mix together. So they're all mixed. When you have a shaken martini, the water and the alcohol separate. The water sits oh, on yeah, top. So he's only that. just drinking water, not getting drunk. In Fleming, you genius. Wow. Yeah. Clever. You want another one? Hello everyone, welcome to the Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. Uh, join me as always is Francis Bull. Hello Francis. Bonjour. Um, and also, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, we should probably announce it right now. We have someone else in the room in Francis. It is, you are one of his biggest fans. If we're going to make you bashful and lovely. a am. little bit yeah. embarrassed, uh, why don't you introduce? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of Private Parts Podcast, James Acaster. Yeah! Whoa! He's got a, uh, a a brilliantly funny um, special on Netflix called Repertoire, which is uh, the accumulation of four years. Or how, or well, it's kind of, yeah, maybe even longer than that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, years and years of going to the Edinburgh Festival and touring shows and, uh, yeah. I have to say, it's, it's, it is actually the funniest uh, special I've seen on Netflix. Thank so, you very much. So I, Official? I, yeah, it is. For, for me, yeah, anyway. I, I he's, he's, yeah. he's so, like, blushing. You're so, so, so it's like, lovely. Wait, so, Francis, I don't know, this is what Francis does when he flirts. Well, no, it's no, really yeah. he sort of gets well, all like, I like it. God, yeah. I like your Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that doesn't happen very often. But James, I James and I met actually 
three years ago. I think longer than that, Four actually. Years. I think quite a long time yeah. ago, because it was like maybe, yeah, five years ago or yeah. six years ago. It was a long time ago, and we were doing this pilot for this show for mm. Channel 4, and yeah, we, we the rest is history. Yeah, I think we were, we were on a team together, <laughs> yeah. and probably... Uh, didn't know who each other was. Or no, no I, did, I, I didn't know any of uh, James's comedy. But yeah. then after I met you and after we filmed that thing, I went onto YouTube and looked at all of your... Uh, and you very quickly became one of my favourite comedians. So. Yes, that's how I get my family. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so, so like I get on, on run-throughs with them and pilots with them. And I quite like Francis. You just thought James was quite cute. So you went and checked him out on YouTube. You're like, oh, that's going to check this guy yeah. out. Is that yeah. what you did? I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> he must have some good stuff. Yeah, but but yeah. James, this is the funny thing. So you said that you were doing Edinburgh for ages, right? And I heard yeah. that you were, are called the Leonardo DiCaprio of Edinburgh. Yeah, and not for the reasons that the, the listeners can't see me. So, like, who is this hunk that they've got on the show? But uh, <laughs> but why is that? Why are you it's because he, he got nominated for uh, uh, Best Actor at the Oscars a lot and didn't win. And I got nominated for the Best Show at the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, really? Win. But you, wow. but you got nominated six times. Five times. Wow. But, uh, not six times? No, no, not six. Well, no. whoever wrote this down on this piece of paper is wrong. It felt like six. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's fair enough. So wait, was that consecutive years? Five years? Yeah, ago? yeah, it was. Yeah, And that's what these shows are on Netflix. It's um, three of the shows that got nominated and the fourth show is uh, a compilation of the other two shows that got nominated. So it's like, it's all... It's Fucking all hell, shows. being nominated five times. Yeah. Are you, at the end of you, it's like, well, what the fuck? What's going on? <laughs> Are you not like, come on? No, well, you never expect to get nominated even once. And so every yeah. time it happens, it's just really nice and fun. And uh, you just kind of, you don't think that you're ever going to be nominated for that award. And um, so each time it happened, yeah, great. Well, this is the thing that we need to ask your advice on because uh, mm. speaking of Edinburgh and speaking of uh, touring, yes, uh, you are probably you're gonna you are gonna jump out of your seat when you we're going this. on tour. Yeah, we're going. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh man! Oh, watch out! Yeah, watch we're, out! Uh, well, I'm glad I'm not on tour this year. So I'll be playing in some empty rooms. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Too kind. So, um, so, ladies and gentlemen, to all of our podcasts, hey, listeners, we are going on tour. Private Parts is going on tour. Private Parts, Parts Live. Yeah, at 10 a.m. today, which is a Friday. It depends if you're listening to this on a Saturday or Sunday or, or Monday. And it was the Friday that's just passed. But just get to the point. Okay, tickets are on sale. Boom. All you have to do is go to our website, www.privatepartspodcast.com. That is what, Francis? That's the website. Yeah, but what is it? WW what? WW, you don't even need to do the www. And actually, it's quicker oh. to say worldwideweb.com. Okay, well, fine. Not .com. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, so it's private parts. Worldwideweb.privateparts.com. No, www, you're confusing yeah. everyone now. Oh, I just go word. <laughs> just let me do a video. Word. word. Dot word. Privateparts.com. Anyway, they are selling like hot cakes. So go onto the website and, uh, yeah, click them and get them. Get them while they last, these hot cakes mm. that mm. are our tickets. Oh, because they are tasty. Yeah, but then by the time they go and see you, the cakes would cool down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because otherwise they'll be too hot. You yeah, know? after oh, the reviews everyone, at Edinburgh, and everyone, yeah. <laughs> and everyone will be going <laughs> in the audience because yeah, they yeah, are just you know what, that, that hot. Burning their mouths on those hot cakes. 
<laughs> but we are. We're going on tour. So we are starting in Edinburgh. So we're doing, which we want to actually ask your opinion on. Then we're yeah. going to Stamford, Lincoln, Leeds, Southport, Birmingham, Swindon, Newbury, Bristol, Bridgewater, Southampton, Hertford, 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 Liverpool, Lancaster, Preston, Sale, Chatham, Corby and Clapham. And actually, it's a bit of a, um, a milestone for Jamie and I uh, in another way in that yeah. we are both turning ten- 21. We're both. We're both turning 21 yes. on the tour. Yeah, uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be turning 21 in Hertford, <laughs> and I'm going to be turning 21 in Corby. So these, these Corby uh, is so funny. You guys are going to be playing in Corby. Why? Really? So I grew up next to Corby uh, in Kettering Town. In Kettering, and let me tell you. <laughs> you guys are not going to blend in. <laughs> really? Yeah, I would be. I, I would be really interested to know who comes to that show. Well, um, you can come if you if you're yeah, in the sure, area. If I'm nearby, yeah. I'd, I'd absolutely come. I'd love to see it. And I'd, um, like, <laughs> it'll be interesting. They're, they're, they've got a reputation in Corby on tours by comics uh, of just being uh, very, very difficult. Really serious? Yeah, and uh, so it'd be. Interesting interested to see how they how they react to you guys. Well, this is okay, this is okay, fine. Here we go. This They're is properly what... proud working class. They will fucking hate you. Oh, really? <laughs> Hang on a minute. We are what, so they'll buy tickets just to <laughs> yeah hate yeah on us. oh yeah probably. <laughs> well, um, we are properly proud. Yes, working class people as well. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah good, yeah. good. So we yeah. are ready for you, Corby. But this is the thing I was going to ask. So uh, why is what is harder doing something like Edinburgh mm. or doing something like Corby? Uh, it's different. I, I really enjoy doing Corby. That's because it's like uh, I grew up near there. And I can have a laugh with them and stuff like that. Uh, touring can be hard because you're travelling around all the time. You're getting a bit tired, and uh, you know you're kind of doing the same thing every day. And then Edinburgh can be hard because you're not only doing the same thing every night, but also you're getting reviewed. There's talk mm. of awards. There's people are, like there's that friendly, there's that friendly competition that comics have, but it kind of just turns a little bit more serious, and you don't. That's not what you got in the comedy like, for. Like I Tonya that. Exactly like I told you, I, I smashed a lot of people's knees in uh, before before shows in order to try and win that award. And I mean, because I've never won it, it feels I feel really bad about it now. Yeah, it was all a waste. But wait, so but Edinburgh is like exhausting there because how many days do you do Edinburgh for? Like a so week? So it's, it's the month. So you do the whole month? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're doing three days. Three days. What what, what venue are you in? in well, Edinburgh? get ready for this. Underbelly. Yeah, great. The Elder Belly. Yeah. Uh, there's a few different rooms there. And that, the main, they own a lot of Probably not venues. the main room. Yeah, yeah, we're in the main room of the Elder Belly. Oh, we are in the main room, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Three days, okay, making the most. Yeah, that well, makes sense. To start, right? Come on, we've got to start somewhere. So, yeah, yeah. So, you're starting in the. So, you're going to be at the Edinburgh Festival for three days in the Big Cow. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Bristow in, in, Square. In the, big, the big one. Okay, so just. Uh, I mean, that'd be fine. You'll have fun. Um, if you, if you do get reviewed, you're going to get destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> in a great uh, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and comics... Um, we, we, I don't in think... the daytime, comics probably won't be very friendly to you. They, 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 won't, they won't respect you in any way. Uh, because, <laughs> do you know why? You do you know why? Because they are scared they're probably <laughs> scared and intimidated by you um, but they will make hours because they don't rate you at all as yeah. performers and um, so that'll be the, what they make out but if you guys go out in the evening you're going to be the people that comedians want to hang out with because they're going to want to be getting drunk with people who aren't 
comics, uh, but who like are going to be fun and who are also performing at the fringe. Do you so know what, you, that's what you guys? Do you know what, James? That's the interesting. This is the barrier that we got across. Is that I suppose we are we are putting ourselves out there yes. to be funny, and we have no experience in it. People have been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. and so for us just to come in there is to I suppose. <laughs> a reality stars type thing or yeah. two people who've been on television I hate that word reality Jesus mm. you love it I hate it you love it 100% what you are James. <laughs> nah. so, so, uh, oh no 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 I'm not I'm, <laughs> I am an entrepreneur yes <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice. what I'm known for a yeah, big yeah. entrepreneur but it's true and so that's the, that's the kind of uh, stigma we're going to have to cross over yeah. but we are fully prepared for that and also mm. we, we completely know that it, you we're know, not just prepared we're expecting it you know? yeah well you say you're prepared for it before, b- before we started recording you said you literally don't know what the show is that you're about to take on tour so I mean that's probably the main reason why comics would not yeah but you've got to also realise that the best business plan is no business plan yeah okay I mean when you say it like that it sounds true doesn't it <laughs> but it's not yeah, true yeah 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 okay so, so no the, comedy is good comedy yeah. so this is interesting so when you when you when you did your first ever sort of gig and so you must have started in Edinburgh right as everyone starts where well your first I thing started uh, my first gig was in uh, Ketman where I'm from and then I started gigging in London and then about six months in I went to the Edinburgh Festival for the first oh, time really? and I, I camped there for two weeks in a field and it rained every single day and my, <laughs> really? tent, my tent flooded where in the did first you ca- night which field it was 15 minute bus journey outside of the festival oh wow um, it was because I hadn't planned on going so like the week before I decided I was going to go but everything gets booked up so yeah, yeah everything gets booked all the accommodation gets booked up so just quickly no business plan is a good business plan what you well no it's horrific that those two <laughs> weeks but like yeah it worked out in the long run but um yeah i, I got a, i got a national uh, express uh, coach up and that took like 12 hours because it went around like loads of different places and then i camped for two weeks got back, and i didn't have any gigs booked in and i was just going around getting myself on bills and that was the first time I went to Edinburgh was like doing that and do you remember your first ever um, laugh <laughs> in my life or in comedy do you remember your first ever review do you remember your first ever review what it was like yeah I got like a short review from uh, a website called Chortle and it just said I was affable oh um, but in a nice they were saying it in a nice way but I remember seeing that word and being like I never want to be described as affable ever again so affable. like it was, sure they didn't um, miss an L laughable very nice <laughs> That's, do you know what? Do you know that? I, I think you guys are going to be fine yeah. on this tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've turned you already. Yeah. No, no prep on that joke. Um, I'd written that before. Yeah. Actually. Oh yeah. You've always been looking for an excuse. But but Jane, this is interesting because you have a you have a certain style of like comedy, right? You do. You have this certain style. It's kind yeah. of it's it's. How it, would you describe it? I don't know. I've always had low key whimsy, and then people really like, pick me up on it. But like deadpan whimsy or whatever. Yeah. But how did you? How do you kind of find that style? Because you know, with everything, if you're an artist, if you're like a painter, you have a certain style of painting. Yeah. And if you're a comedian, most not everyone has a. I suppose. Uh, sort of the big guys do have a certain style but you have a very distinct style you you could sort of just hear you or or hear your sort of like the the, the room and it almost could tell it's you and how do you design that how do you come into that in a sense i think you've just got to be in tune with yourself and the more gigs mm. you do the more you kind of like register what works for you on stage but also uh what you feel happy with sometimes something will work uh, and you go, that's not me. I don't really want to be talking about that kind yeah. of stuff or whatever. And, and you have to be honest with yourself to take it out and not just keep it in just because it has laughs. You've not got to be this comic who's chasing laughs all the time. And so it's a lot of introspection and like, yeah, yeah, just trying to be like, this is what I would want to watch, and this is what I think we work. Cause I always think like, you know, ticket prices. I never feel completely comfortable with them, and I, so I, I want to put on a show that I think is worth that ticket yeah. price. And so trying to do something that is. Uh, 
that is me. I, I, I think that's why, like, a lot of the time, a lot of... Uh, I know you don't like the term reality stars, but, like, a lot of the time, like, the reason why I think uh, you guys are successful and appeal to people is because without maybe even intentionally doing it, I don't know, you seem to know who you are mm-hmm. and you're just being that... You're, you're already this kind of... People fully, find it authentic. There's this fully yeah. formed persona there. Yeah. And I think that's what uh, a lot of the time in comedy, you kind of have to work quite hard to almost be yourself or be an exaggerated version of yourself. And so uh, has that evolved you know your your uh, you mean and how has it evolved you know when you started what kind of comedian were you, you know, oh yeah you- when I started I, I came on uh, I, I thought you've got to be nice to everyone everyone's got to like you and so I, I came on like really, <laughs> I want everyone to I'd like always me be like, even though I was Jamie's ner- in that I was place, nervous yeah yeah but Jamie I think is genuinely like that right? but me, me off stage so insecure yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go yeah, on. yeah yeah just deeply deep and it's all it's, it's real stuck within me sure. it's, it's never going that insecurity but it manifests itself in a positive way you're insecure but then in order to like deal with that you're nice to everyone and all that whereas my insecurities often manifest themselves in like pushing people away not being horrible to them and not some people you know they're insecure so they're like they slam people and they're horrible to everyone they're a bully but like with me I kind of like withdraw and I go into myself a bit more Mm. and I don't like put myself out there very much and so like when I did stand up I thought oh I've got to go out there and just be friendly to everyone but they could tell it wasn't real yeah. they didn't buy any of it the whole affable thing and be like hey guys this gig is great you guys are awesome <laughs> and all that and they're like you don't think we're awesome and then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. they can see into your eyes they, they can tell <laughs> they can tell so easily and like and then I, I just started uh, you know after a few years maybe a couple of years I started being like actually if I pull back more and uh, leave bigger pauses and uh, don't try and like make them like me they actually are drawn to me a lot more and it's nicer and it suits me so who who would you say are your kind of your the comedians that you look to or throughout uh, just kind of look at France he's just so I've never seen him this interested yeah really (laughs) it's it's, normally he's a bit like aloof he's literally like look I just what just tell me more about you who would you say say are your inspirations your comedic inspirations Throughout the, the, the comedians history. I started watching when I first discovered comedy was like I think Lee Evans was the first comic I saw. I saw him on a it's a VHS and uh, mm. the first stand up comedian you see, especially when they're doing observational comedy, just blows your mind because you're like, how do they know this stuff about my life? Like how I, mean, I thought I was the only one who did this, and that, I think that's just mainly what comedy is and stuff like that is just letting the audience know they're not alone and, yeah. and stuff like that. And then like Richard Pryor and his live in concert um, show is like probably the best example of film stand-up ever and I used to watch that all the time but then the stand-ups that made me want to start doing stand-up were people like Josie Long and mm. uh, like Paul Foot or um, Will Hodgson and people like that who I just kind of I think until I saw them I thought that you have to stand-up comedy has to be observational and you have to be this kind of comedian yeah. and then I saw them and realised you can talk about whatever you like you can talk about anything and you can do it in any way that you want and that it was more like, you know, music or something where yeah. a stand-up comedian is essentially like a band and you've got your own style and, and uh, your own performance and that's what people come to see and that's what made me want to start doing stuff. Yeah. But, you know, that's so funny because you're watching someone like Lee Evans at the beginning, right? This guy yeah. who's mad and hectic and sweaty and just jumping out. That yeah. probably makes you think, this is what i got to do in order yeah. to be... So, therefore, mm. you replicate someone who you're actually not because you feel like that's success so, therefore, i got to copy I guess that. You're, yeah. I guess in any, you know, art form, you, you, you almost feel inclined... To, well, you imitate before you can innovate, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the person I was imitating the most when I started was Ross Noble. It was, oh, yeah. like, it was more like, you know, I, I improvised a lot, but also like that kind of friendly, affable nature mm. came from watching him and how I felt when I went to see him and, you know, uh, and I, you know, wanting to be friends with the comic because they're yeah. so friendly. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But like, uh, <laughs> but like, I, uh, I love you. God, I, I just want to be friends with him. But, like, but, but then yeah. yesterday, literally at my gig yesterday, I was doing a new bit of material where I literally say to the audience, I never want to be friends with any of you. <laughs> and like, that's, that's, that's how it's come now is that like, you know, 10 years later, I'm on stage doing a routine about how I never want to be friends with anyone in the audience and I don't want them to, to want to be friends with me. I'm kind of really laying that It's down. so funny because we had Reese James on the podcast and he was, I was saying, I was saying, Reese, how do you, how do you get over the fact of nerves and things that like? he said, don't worry, I just look at them like cats. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I see my audience purely as cattle. That's yeah, well, he's, yeah. He, I, I have more respect for them than he does, but fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah. Reese is an awful man. I can't believe you had him on this podcast. <laughs> but this is awful the, human being. But this is the funny thing. So talking of Josie Long, right? Um, and people like Josh Whittacombe, I've heard you've been in how many car crashes and train crashes? So I've been in three car crashes. Uh, that when, when <laughs> yeah. the, the car's been written off, uh, one train derailing. Uh, with with Josh and uh, and then a train nearly derailed once after I'd been in a car crash. <laughs> so I was were in a you, car crash. Were you driving in the car? Yeah, I was driving all three times. Yeah, really? and uh, it got progressively more and more dramatic. And uh, were you driving the train as well? I'm yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. They were like, Joe, you know what? It's your birthday. Come and drive the train. Don't derail it. <laughs> oh, I won't. <laughs> yeah, old habits die hard, guys. Sorry. And then like, Wait, and can we can we go into so so? I mean, because mm. car crashes, train crashes are pretty freaking scary. So when we start the train, the train crashes, what yeah. happened? Well, the train kind of like the. So we discovered afterwards what happened was the wheels that hold the train onto the tracks just dropped out of the train and just fell. Were off you the and the car. engineers? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I tightened all the screws before we set off. Good to go, boys. And they're like, uh, but like, yeah, they just dropped out, and so the train shifted off the tracks and onto the. Uh, you know, Hard not, shoulder. Not, not onto the. Not on, yeah, not, the, not onto the grass, but onto yeah, where all this, those stones are. Where there's, there's loads of rocks yeah. on either side of the train tracks. So we went onto that, and so all these rocks were like, so that's all they started just spraying out of the sides. And, and you're, in, you're in the actual sort of train, you're sitting by the window. I'm sitting in the carriage, but on a table with Josh, and we're facing each other, and we just see like, we think we've run over a branch, is what we thought had happened, because it was a bit of a shudder, and then this like debris spray, and we thought, oh, we've just gone over, like a, someone's left a branch. Or a the, body, you're yeah, used to that with your yeah, car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, the, that's the game, isn't it? Speed bump or body. But like, saw the... And then, and then these rocks started spraying more frequently and more and more of them. And then they started arcing over the train and Whoa. smashing the windows. And like just, so the whole train was just being pummeled with rocks. Like, where, where was this? Where, where? On the way from uh, London to Leicester. We were going to the Leicester Comedy uh. Festival. Um, it's quite a big, significant moment in our careers, actually, because Josh was going to do a competition called uh, The New Comedian of the Year, which is quite a big comedy competition, which he actually ended up getting there just in time to go on stage, and he won the competition. Oh, really? Um, You're just surrounded by winners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really rubbing it in my face. <laughs> I absolutely hate it. Uh, but... Uh, yeah, and we just derailed and basically it was like five minutes of this violent shaking, then it stopped, and then it was five hours of just waiting uh, to, to 
to be picked but up. But that's by a new terrifying. Train. It's like yeah. Armageddon when all. I mean, because yeah. and also you you play it off pretty calmly, but going in something like that is. Oh yeah. Because then every single time I just imagine that you get in a vehicle, you're like, oh, if you feel like yeah, the, the, it didn't flip over the train. It's no, it didn't. We felt it was going to. There was yeah. a point where uh, we were both holding this table uh, with both hands and looking at each other. And it felt like this is about to tip, and if this, t- I don't know what I don't know what happens then. Yeah. Um, and luckily, it stopped. Uh, but like, yeah, it was just five hours. Also, oh, five hours of being stationary, then eventually being brought onto a, a rescue train, uh, which is such a grand which floats. Term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a plane actually. Um, uh, and uh, we got on it, and they're saying, "Oh, the buffet carriage is free." <laughs> And, oh. uh, and so, oh, that's nice. And I, I, I remember Every seeing cloud. a man. <laughs> exactly. Well, this man went up and he got a free can of Stella. And the saddest thing, probably one of the bleakest things I've ever seen, is that he turned round and his wife was at the other end of the carriage. And he turned round and he held up the can of Stella and he pointed at it and just did this mini celebration. <laughs> and it was like, mate, we've been... We've been stationary for five. Everyone's day's ruined. Was he from like, Corby? Yeah, Corby was. He's like, I can't wait to tell the boys about this. Can't wait to throw this at some reality TV stars when I get home. But I mean, that is like a really sort of significant moment, as you said. Mm. But then, like, I suppose then being in a car crash, which was scarier, being in a car crash or being in the train? I think the car crash was, um, especially like... The one, the one when I was on my own in the car was the one I was most scared about afterwards because um, only I could have been hurt. And so the, the other two, I had passengers in the car and hit other people and uh, no one was injured, no one was hurt, and I was just relieved. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. this overwhelming fear, fear, feeling of relief. Whereas the first one, when it was just me, I was really scared afterwards. Really? And like, yeah. But you had just <clears> passed your test. and you just Eight days your... after passing my test and I went round some back roads, skidded on some mud, pinballed against a hedge in the ground for a while and then stopped and then I, I say no one else was involved I then tried to pull away <laughs> we'll do a hit and run yeah yeah I was like can't not hit anyone in this crash uh, but like I, I, at, at that point I kind of like pulled out into the because I, I was in denial about it I was like oh, I've got to go home and so I like I, wait what I, I you were panicking you better go, like, gonna get home yeah yeah I just I, I, this hasn't happened it's probably not that bad I, 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 won't, I won't get out and look at it and I started it up again which has started miraculously and then I went into the road and then it just stopped again installed and then it wouldn't I was trying to start it nothing was happening the, the, the lights were all off I couldn't turn the lights back on nothing was ha- working and then I looked up it was at night and I saw these headlights coming really fast towards me and it's like a single it's a back road of a country so you can't overtake I saw them coming and then I looked in the rearview mirror and there's another car coming just as fast and I was like okay like I'm just a sitting duck I don't know what to do and then they both and, and there's no lights on there's no lights on the car I'm just a dark I'm just not even there as far as they're concerned oh my god and then they both saw me at the last minute because their headlights hit me and they both overtook me but they both overtook me on the same side and hit each other and went into a ditch and so I'm just sitting there in the car like I don't really want to get out and see what's happened. I mean, luckily they both climbed out the ditch and one guy bollocked me and the other lady, you know, I kept apologising and this other lady says, don't apologise, don't stop apologising to him. But like... Was uh, this when you were being affable? Yeah, I was trying to be affable, as affable as possible, trying that persona out. Nowadays, I tell them, no, fuck yourself, I'm pushing back in the ditch. But, uh, you know, back then... Well, it's working, Yeah, it would have worked for me. He'd have been like, I like this guy. (laughs) He's authentic. Yeah, not trying to be liked. Ah, oh, but I swear to God, I, I've never been. France, have you ever been in a car crash or anything like that? I, I've been in a car crash. Actually, I was being picked up 
from school uh, in uh, for Easter holidays, and I, uh, it was a school run. The person who picked me up was in a convertible. So <laughs> who's the person picking you up? From my, school? <laughs> my friends, my friend's mum. So. Yeah. So anyway, we were we were leaving we were leaving the school and it came out onto this main road and as we were coming out, this car came careering to the back corner and yeah. we skidded up on, like onto onto our, our side and slammed back down. Yeah. But actually, if we'd flipped in a convertible, it would have been. And hey, I'm not gonna lie, I was trying my best to flip you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's my signature. Uh, but then, so, James, are you not now? You probably don't get in a car and drive it that often, do you? I don't you... drive anymore. After the third one. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe, can we just put this out? I'm never fucking going near a plane with you. I'm just not going Everyone to. Everyone survives, mate. <laughs> Yeah. So, you're just traumatised forever if, you, if you're going to be in a crash at some point in your life yeah, you, want, exactly. you want me there and I love the fact that even though if you're not with someone in the car you still get other people involved in it anyway, yeah, yeah. they're all there somehow I've people in the last one a guy went into a ditch so like the, the, on, the, on the final one there was these cars that kind of like one of them went into a ditch because of me and afterwards, I was talking to the police and this guy, he was being helped out of the ditch out of his car and then he, he was given a Zimmer frame and then he's walking on that and I was like, oh my God. And then the police officer I was speaking to went, don't worry, it was like that before. <laughs> it was like that before. What a phrase. But like, it was reassuring to know, okay, cool. Oh God. Okay, right. James, also what we like to do in our podcast is we do something called Question of the Week, where basically Francis <clears throat> asks us a question, we try and guess what the answer is, and we get the okay. answer in part two. Normally we get it wrong because they're very random. So Francis, oh. let us have the Question of the Week. How many of the planets oh. okay. that we know about? Well, I can do it. I can do all of them. Sun. Jupiter, how, no, no, that's already. Uh, that's yeah. not the question. <laughs> well, I can, I can do. All how of many them. of the no, planets? You said sun. <laughs> how many of the planets can Star. fit between <laughs> the Earth and the Moon? Oh, sorry. What, what? How many plan- How many of the planets can fit between the uh, Earth and the Moon? Oh, hold on a second. Do you mean in the space between them? How many planets could you get between the Earth and the Moon, or how many of the individual planets could fit between the Earth and the Moon? No. Or how many could you get between? Them? How many could you yeah. get? Well, that's easy. That is, this is the easiest. Shall I go through what you could fit? Yeah, go on then. Neptune, 100%. Pluto, it's two. But, yeah. Is that council as a planet? Yes, yeah. It still oh, counts. Well, I guess Pluto, yeah. It was written off, but like... I'm in a room with a bunch of nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, count? thank you very much. <laughs> Pluto, Neptune. You bunch could definitely... of nerds, yeah, my SI. <laughs> do, do you want another one? <laughs> Pluto, Neptune... Venus. You can't even name all the planets. Yeah, I can. Venus. That's it. That would that would be all the ones. That's you all. Fit. You can get three. Okay, you can get three. So you're saying three. I can say three. Yeah. Um, three sounds like quite. I guess. Uh, let's see. Name the others. Name the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter. Mm-hmm. Saturn. Obviously. Uranus. Of course. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know I've gone the other way now. Uh, Mars. Yep. You said Venus already, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, missing an obvious one. <laughs> Earth. Yeah, that that's, that's the one I was <laughs> thinking of. <laughs> I don't think we had to mention that one, but like, that's fine. You know, I forgot that one. Yeah. Are we counting Earth in this Yeah, one? we are counting Earth, yeah. So because Earth that, is, that is actually, obviously the one, that's the bookend, right? Okay, well then I say four, because Earth counts as one. All right, well, you can say it four as well. Bookend. Um, I'm going to say... 
It's <clears> thrilling, isn't it? I want to say one or two. One or two. Well, which two would you fit in there? I'd, if we're counting Pluto, I'd go for Pluto. <laughs> and, I love this. Uh, yeah, Neptune's another small one, isn't it? <laughs> All right, well... I will tell you the answer to that question in part two. <laughs> ah, okay, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as always, we also have uh, Francis and mine diary. And, and mine. Yeah, Francis and mine. My, my English. Well, yeah. <laughs> Get ready for that on tour. Sometimes I'm, yeah. 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 Corby won't mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll endear you to them, if anything. So. Um, so we read our diaries out and you can comment, you can say anything you want. It's just basically what I've been up to during this week because I know that you'll be thoroughly interested. Yes. Wednesday. So what you may or may not know, I am a multi-talented person. Now, I don't like to brag, but I still hold the javelin record for under-10s at my prep school, showcasing the talent that you see before you. I can actually show you... Who are you writing this to before we carry on? Because like, when people do their diary, they, they say, dear diary, or they're writing it just about what's happened. When you say what you may or may not know, who's that to? Just my alter ego, just to my older no, that's self. to his diary. Yeah, that's no, to the diary, yeah. you might not know that about yeah. him. <laughs> no, yeah? no it's, it's to my older self when I look back at my diary and I just go, God, I was talented. Oh, How would I, you not know that then? Oh, because I've been in a car crash. And games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I've lost all my memory. <laughs> <laughs> so now these diaries are all you've got to go on. <laughs> 34 metres and still not being broken. In fact, it's the longest held record at my school to date. <clears throat> so, yeah. True, I got the picture. So it therefore might not shock you that I have a radio show for Heat Radio, which I do every week. Okay, so are you yeah. just plugging the things that No, you're... just telling you. My producer and I sit in a booth and record a weekly show that airs on Saturdays and repeats on Sundays, just in case you wanted to hear more of my voice. There's been numerous famous people to enter the building. Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran, Gareth Gates. What, you didn't interview those? No, I didn't, but they were just mm. in the building. I they... mean, I'm getting this sneaking suspicion this is actually written to the listener, isn't <laughs> yeah. it, on this show? I mean, just in case you want to hear more of my voice, it's not to the diary or to your future self, is it? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, it is to my future self, so... Yeah, just, in yeah. case it wants to hear more of... Ah, he wants to hear more of me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In case you go and, and listen to Heat Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, ran, I ran into my studio out of breath and slightly late, put the headphones on, and with a quick sorry for being late, I didn't really look up. My producer nudged me, and I looked up, and Boy George was standing in the next-door studio. Uh-huh. I love Boy George. As I was looking, he turned around, laughed, waved, got his camera out, and took a photo of me. Not only that, he, no, not only that, he came into my studio to say hi and say what a big fan of mine he was. Actually, I lie. He didn't really know my name and said he'd seen me on TV. Dreams do come true. Boy George, I sat next to Boy George uh, watching a comedy show once. He's a he's a, he's oh, a yeah. talker. Talks oh really? Shows. Oh no. Yeah, couldn't turn to him and say, "Shut up, boy." <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, he talks a lot to chat. He does talk a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Was he wearing his hat? He was. He was wearing his hat, actually. That must have been also inno- annoying for the people behind him as well. Yeah, they were probably absolutely livid about it. He didn't, he didn't care. I suppose he doesn't, right? He's Boy George. He's Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> He's Boy George. Boy George. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy Jorge. Boy George. <laughs> Friday. It was my friend Stag doing in Copenhagen. Once again, I'd done my usual where I say I'm going to come, but don't really know slash want to come and therefore book my flight last minute so it's the most expensive it can possibly be. Not only that, six people had bailed the day before and the last person bailed would have had so many daggers in his bag it would have been frightening, which is so true. You can't be the last person to bail on anything no. ever. You have to be like the middle... Or the first. You can't, you, yeah, but you can't bail like close to the actual stag. Then you're, mm. if, if it's like the day before or something. What do you guys think of stags, be honest? They're not great. 
they're mm. terrible. But unless they put, like, I went on a really good one last year, but that's because, like, you know, it was put on for him by a mate who knows him really well and just thought about what this person actually genuinely yeah. likes and did that <laughs> rather than going, well, it's a stag, so I guess for some reason we've now got to all become lads. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> but, like, do you, do you know, actually, it's, it's one of the leading causes of death for, really? for men in, in Britain is, is men going on stag dues. That, uh, comforting. Yeah. Yeah, so, I'm glad uh, to hear that. But also, uh, yeah, I think, I think why, why should a stag make everyone feel dirty? Yeah, you know, coming out of it. But but also, it also you feel it's changing so right. You feel like you have to become something that you're not. You feel like oh, let's yeah. drink and wear a bib and just like throw beer on a plane. I mean, you yeah. and you don't want to do that. You feel incredibly awkward. Exactly. I went I went on a really lovely stag in Miami and we all went skydiving and mm. fishing. It was actually epic. Actually, oh, that's very nice. Actually, actually, one of our producers, Pete, went on a stag, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Lisbon. He went to oh. Lisbon. Yeah, he went to Lisbon. Sounds nice. nice. How was it? Uh, painful oh, yeah. <laughs> see there we go that's yeah. the reaction everyone gets yeah. it's just painful everyone comes home not mates and just no one likes each other and you're hung over it's terrible is that what happened on your nah I was only there for one night as you'll find out the problem was I had too many drinks the night before so I woke with a gasp at 8.30am having slept through my alarm and missed my 8am flight I quickly checked for new flights and booked the next 1pm flight at £300 to Copenhagen changed sorted myself out jumped into a cab and all the way to Gatwick as we pulled into Gatwick the driver asked what terminal Horror struck. I checked my boarding pass, and of course, I was flying not from Gatwick but Heathrow. This has happened to you yeah, quite happens, a few times. Happens to me, really? Happens to a me lot. a lot. You fly I, to the wrong place. Well, I just go to the wrong place. I therefore <laughs> had to book another flight, leaving at six pm for two hundred fifty pounds, plus the taxi to Gatwick and then to Heathrow to board the mm. next flight. Now, any normal person would have bailed, but because of the daggers, I refused to. Therefore, I flew to Copenhagen for about a thousand pounds to have dinner and return the next morning. This is why I hate stag days. <laughs> Give me a cheer, everyone in Corby, who related to that. <laughs> yeah, we have to spend an extra thousand pounds that you just got knocking around. <laughs> right, ladies I'm and gentlemen. I'm such a dick, <laughs> guys. <laughs> so much money I'm spending all the time because of my own ditziness. How's it going, everyone? Everyone enjoy it. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, that is the end of part two, but please stick around for part, I mean, part one. Say that again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's the end of part one, but please stick around for part People two. People be confused. Oh, God, no, they're not going to be confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit, was that, did I miss part one? Stick around for part ten, where we get, where France is going to read his diary. We have the question of the week. No, the answer to the question. The answer to the question of the week, and we play a little game. See you in part two. 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 See you there. Bye. Tune in. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.